Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Kathleen Adams. Kathleen is the co-founder of Second 50 Financial. She's empowering successful entrepreneurs and executives to plan for and envision a second 50 years filled with financial confidence, opportunity, and vitality. As a financial planner for over 20 years, she is in the lifestyle preservation business. Kathleen is a member of the Investments and Wealth Institute, the Los Angeles Chapter of Financial Planning Association, the Purposeful Planning Institute, South Bay Estate Planning Council, the Napoleon Hill Foundation, Lifetime Extender Affinity Group of Strategic Coach and Bruins Professionals. And Kathleen is a Bachelor of Science degree from Loyola University in Chicago, graduating magnum cum laude. She earned a certified financial planner certification and completed the personal financial planning designation program at UCLA Extension in 2003. In 2015, Kathleen earned a certified private wealth advisor designation in advanced wealth management strategies and applied concepts through IWI in conjunction with the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, as well as the Applied Behavior Financial Certificate, enhancing her industry knowledge. Kathleen is originally from Chicago, Illinois, where I'm currently from. We are old neighbors, but has lived in Manhattan Beach, California for the last 30 years with her husband, two daughters, and most recently, three grandsons. Kathleen, you sound like a very, very busy person. Welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I forgot to share, I just had my son had his first baby on Saturday, so I got another grandson in our family. <gasps> That's fantastic. I actually have four grandsons now, too. <laughs> That's fantastic as well. Well, Kathleen, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. Obviously, you're very active in your community, in your industry. Uh, you're an influencer in what you do. But we like to hear your story. Our listeners are really in tune to hearing how founders started their company. You know, what was the motivation behind it? Was it voluntary? Was it involuntary? Uh, was it exciting? Was it fearful? Was it a combination of all those things? But if you wouldn't mind, would you uh, tell our listeners how you get a chance to start your, your company? Thank you. Thank you, Rich, for the opportunity to do that. And unlike a lot of financial planners, I did not start going into this field because I grew up without money or with hardship. I actually had a fantastic life growing up. My dad was amazing. My mom, we had, we had everything we needed and we, we had a good life. Uh, what, what did happen is that my dad was a very successful dentist in the Chicago area and very convinced that I was going to be the one to follow in his footsteps. So my degree is actually in the biological sciences. And I was planning on following him because I enjoyed his family practice and I enjoyed you know, problem solving and strategic diagnosing with him. But boy, when I got into what dentistry was about, it was not me. <laughs> and uh, it was very difficult to leave what I call the family dream and not stay in that field. But a couple of things happened around that, that same time. And um, it, it sort of forced me to rethink what my life was going to be. One thing was 
um, my marriage ended and I had two very, very small little girls. And at that time, I knew I really did need to be doing something important that I would be able to support us and do a great job, even though life would have been easy had I just stayed with my dad. So I ended up moving to California and getting remarried. And my wonderful husband encouraged me to go ahead and go back to school and think about what I wanted to do. You know, do go ahead, do something else. I'll tell you, that's a very hard thing to do. When you know that you don't want to stay where you are is one thing, but when you're trying to figure out where you're going to is another. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with me, but right. No, I do. I do. I totally agree with you. Right. Um, so I, I did end up going back to school, but what, what really triggered financial planning was that my dad's practice, um, as successful as it was and cash flow, no debt, owned real estate, when he was forced to leave it unexpectedly, due to a health issue, he was not set up to have the great lifestyle that he had been enjoying and giving us. And I always say that he had all these great advisors around him, banker, insurance person, tax person, et cetera, but the right hand never looked at what the left hand was doing. And there was no plan for him. There's no strategy on getting out. And uh, anyway, it was pretty, pretty shocking to all of us that he wasn't going to have what he wanted. And I went back to school at UCLA I decided to uh, really go for it, get my certified financial planner, et cetera. And my, I was going to be very altruistic and do financial planning for dentists and in the process, help my dad. So that didn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> Helping my dad worked beautifully. I really was able to help him. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for that. And it made me see how important planning was. But I found that that profession, the dental profession at the time, wasn't very interested in doing the work that I was doing. So found myself in a profession that I liked. I had no clients. I didn't want to work for what we called the wirehouse places where we were just selling stocks. Um, so I got securities license and I joined a firm that allowed me to do financial planning for a fee and uh, got my start there. But wow, it was a rough start because the last thing I'll mention about this new profession, it was the top of 2000. And mm. so all your younger people won't remember, but that was the tech bubble burst. The dot-com era, absolutely. Yep. We remember and, that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was, it was very frightening. Things were crashing all over the place. Right as I was bringing over my first clients with their money. And the next year we had Enron, um, oh, actually, the next year was 9-11. And 9-11 literally froze the world, you know, stopped the stock markets, and it was really something. And the next year was Enron, which was another major collapse in the markets. So for three years in my new profession, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, markets did nothing but go down. <laughs> um, but the good news, but, the good news is they started going up, and there you are. They do. Yes. And so then, yes. So that's what happens. You know, when you go through that kind of hardship, you never forget it. And I think I've been able to do a better job because of that. And I've never, never abandoned the importance of planning around what you're going to do with your wealth. So those two have always been together. Yeah. So you found your new passion through uh, kind of a little bit of a zigzagging route, right? Yep. And uh and uh, but now you look back, okay. Now obviously you would probably have preferred to start it when the market wasn't such a tough time. <laughs> but 
if you do look back, is there something you've done or a couple of decisions you made that you say, knowing what you know today, you would you would do differently? Do differently. Um, yes, I would. I would stop worrying so much about protocol and sales. So if you join a company initially, they usually have a pretty big agenda for you about what they want you to do. And even though my company wasn't giving me business, I still had to get my own clients. They had a pretty big protocol I was trying to follow and it was not me. So be careful when you're starting out and you're trying to get clients, stay super true to yourself. Otherwise you don't come off as authentic and it, mm -hmm. it really, it doesn't work. And I think the other mistake was I waited too long to hire an assistant uh, because I was very worried about cash flow and revenue. What I realized is that you, you just can't grow if you stay by yourself. And I think a lot of people would agree with me at some point you have to have help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, learned that lesson myself. And uh, uh, when you work for corporate America and you have large, large corporations around you, you, you have a lot of administrative support, all sorts of marketing support, everything else. But when you go off on your own, you are that person. You are, <laughs> and, right. And you really come, you can really come to find out quickly how to find someone to fill in maybe your weaknesses so you can go capitalize on your strengths. Uh, but you've done some good things, too. You made some good decisions. You're successful where you are today. So looking back, are there some key decisions that you made you that would say that was those were the catalyst to your success? I do think one of my very best decisions was finding the right coach, mentor, uh, someone who, as I say, you know, people that are more successful, they know what they're doing. Uh, to be guiding you, giving you some principles. You know, you can start out just by reading some books or listening nowadays to podcasts. At the time, I needed to be with someone, and that was life changing. I mean, he really, he really helped me get my head on straight, and uh, that was probably the the best move I did very early on with the new business. Get a get yourself a mentor, a coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, which we're going to talk a little bit uh, a little later about how you keep yourself on track. So I'm sure it'll come up again, but let's hold off for a second. Let's take this opportunity to do a commercial break. Okay. So I want to, I want to tee this up for you a little differently because financial planning, uh, it needs a differentiator, right? There's a lot of people do financial planning. You start a company called Second 50 Financial. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that name. Talk about really your uniqueness to your business, who your customers are, so our listeners know if they would fit into your into your mold of what you're looking for, and anything else you would like to promote about your company. This is your your time. Well, this is my passion now. So <laughs> Second 50 Financial came about because well, over the, about the last five, six, seven years, started noticing that the people that they had a lot of wealth, uh, but the people that needed the most help were the people that were changing from their 30s, 40s, turning 50, getting into their 50s, 60s, because sorting out their wealth and getting them into a good spot with financial planning, giving them, giving them some strategy wasn't enough. And what I noticed is that the mindset shift was there's a clock and I'm winding down. So because of my coaching community and the vast, unbelievable network support and connections that I have, I also recognized that my, my second 50 group was not 
getting that connection anymore because a lot of them were leaving their jobs or their businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that started. Second 50 Financial had me think about three things. Financial confidence is first, always has to be there. Second, I believe everyone needs to think about expanding opportunity in some way. What lights you up? What do you, what do you want now? And then the third thing is vitality enhancement because that's the other thing I've noticed in my group is that a lot of people, not only do they start to feel older, less mobile, less healthy, but their mindset is it's supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. And I work on all three areas with second 50 financial, because I don't think you're going to be happy unless we get all three on track. So that's what it is. All right. So let me ask you a question. Is there, is there a, you know, people are getting older. Sometimes a lot of people don't do the planning till late in life. Mm-hmm. Maybe fifties late in life, maybe sixties late in life, maybe 68, 60, 70, who knows, right? 70 for sure. Is there a time that says, you know what, it's far as diminishing returns, you're, good luck to you. Is there, or is there, is there always a time to throw a plan in, even if it's late, late in the life, or you got to catch this thing at 30 or, 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 or what, tell me about, is there an age component to this when it really works best? And is there an age component when you're at a diminishing return? So of course it's easier if you're starting out early with the big future in mind. So people in their thirties and forties, if you're thinking about having an awesome second 50, that's terrific. But I love working with people that are already in their fifties, sixties, seventies, who are unsure if they're okay. And I firmly believe that no matter what, having clarity about where you're at, your numbers, what you're doing, getting someone by your side, is always going to help. It's never going to be worse, always going to be better. And that kind of leads to the other thing for some people, I think they may need another opportunity to build wealth or bring in some income. Um, So that's where opportunity expansion comes in. Yeah. Well, it sounds a little self-serving for me as as for what I do, but I deal with people in 45, 65, and we have outliers on either side of that, but uh, for exactly that reason, they're looking for another purpose in life, another financial income stream, something else to do that carry on. Uh, and it's not too late for them. You know, we have, we have people no. in, their, in their late fifties, early sixties, I've 70 years old clients who are actually buying a business and trying to leave a legacy for their kids. I love that Rich. See, that's where we're really aligned in that way because I feel the same way. There's way too much wisdom, wisdom and wealth is being wasted in this group. <laughs> I love that. I love that answer. Wisdom and wealth. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. We should be able to do a little smarter and we have a little bit of money to do it with. <laughs> and the group that is now in their second 50 is largely boomers. So they're in their late fifties to, you know, through their seventies, they're the, one of the largest, wealthiest, most highly educated groups to ever move into this time frame. And mm-hmm. we are not our parents. We're not our grandparents. So we need to think about who we really are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. Uh, you've been through the dot-com, the Enron, 9-11. You've been through the 2008 Great Recession. You know, you're, and you're here, here we are talking, right? So uh, you weathered the storms. But 2022 came and we got a chance to see as many uh, headwinds I've ever seen at one time in one year hit us all in this country, uh, followed or preceded by a pandemic. Okay, so how did you navigate that? But more importantly, how do you see navigating going forward in two ways? 
do you see this as a time to expand, to grow, to hide, to hibernate, to you invest? Uh, um, and how do you lead your company, okay, through this as a founder, CEO of your company? But also, um, how do you get yourself out of bed on Monday morning? You got to, you got to, you got to get excited. Not only do you have to take care of all your kids there and grandkids, but uh, uh, you got to go leave the charge here and be enthusiastic and get yourself. I know you mentioned mentors and some of the programs you're in, but so it's a twofold question. But how, but how are you navigating uh, the future in front of you? So to start with the leadership portion, um, my team that I currently have is so in tuned and so aligned with what we want to do for people. So we want to help them really think, invest, and plan differently for these next 50. And so I don't have to worry about leading this team. They are so excited to do it. And we just did, just did another transition with my business. Uh, well, so we went completely independent, Second 50 Financial LLC, and away from any platforms. So we're, we're good on that front for sure. Um, for myself, I just love seeing people's eyes light up again when we start talking about what you can do with this next 50 years of life. As soon as you help people understand there is no clock. And you know, we all had a reset, right? I, I believe we all started thinking and redesigning our life during the pandemic. Um, yeah. And then watching our money go up and down wildly, which was scary, unbelievable scary for so many people. Yes. And it's still, it's still a wild west, right? We have the worst situation for people getting out of there, stopping working. We've got terribly high inflation and, you know, we've got a market that's really crummy and we're going into a recession. So those are all very difficult to navigate. What I'm going to say about that is that it's still not impossible. And what we focus on to get through this, and we know that we have to, especially with the last couple of years, we have to focus on preserving their wealth, income generation, and those have to be the top two. And then secondly, growth. And so we are firm believers that preserving wealth, if you're starting to use your money now, is more important than trying to catch the next growth spurt. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, Absolutely, income, passive income, more earned income, revenue. That's how it's you got, get it. Yeah, it's going to depend on where you are in that age continuum. But uh, if people are a little bit farther along, as you had referred to, is how do you preserve wealth? And because this is the conversation I'm having, and and yet I'm asking them to invest in themselves, maybe mm -hmm. by a company, which, which which answers the income generation. It's a, it's a tough balance. And our job is like your job is we, we help people de-risk their investment okay? right? because that's the best we could do, right? Is to try to get them into a place that's is safe, but yet meets those other criteria. So, um, and it, so I love the fact that you look at investing in a lot of different ways to help them get this next 50 years figured out. Um, I think that's a, it's, a, it's a whole more of a holistic approach, which I appreciate. And, and Rich, it's also the longevity, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not just uh, that we want to do better and enjoy this time more. We could live a heck lot longer. Um, yeah. than second 50. And that's why I call it second 50, not second half. And so yeah. you need outside the box tools. You know, one thing nice about the baby boomers, I can say that's not, not at the exclusion of the others, but the work ethic is strong. Uh, what I call doing double duty sometimes. I said maybe... Yeah. 
you know, you, you, you have to stage in life, maybe you have to invest and maybe put some extra time in. Um, they're not fearful of that. They're yeah. used to it and they have that good work ethic to do that. And so uh, there is opportunity out there, uh, to cautious opportunity, right? For sure. You know, and, and that, that's where the planning comes in. Know your numbers. So know your numbers, know, know what you're going to risk and what the cost might be to that. Know what you're spending for essential expenses. There's ways to, to modify the risk of going for it <laughs> again. Yes. Yeah. Now, personally, though, okay, so you're energetic, you got a lifestyle you're trying to maintain for yourself. You mentioned before the program, you, you, during the program, you mentioned you had mentors. And before the program, you talked a little bit about your coaching uh, group you're part of. You want to tell, tell our listeners a little bit more, how do you stay focused? Sure, uh, because it's been so important to me. I actually work with Dan Sullivan in the strategic program, strategic coach program. And you know what? It's about what has really helped me, and I think it would help all entrepreneurs, is always try to be in a room, be connected at least two, three, four times a year with people that are big thinkers. They're more successful than you and smarter than you. That is genuinely how you learn. And you will probably have to pay to be in groups like that. There's, you know, I'm sure many of them out there, but it has never let me down. It has come back to me in, in multiples. And that's the way to me that we can stay ahead of the game because the world is going to keep changing on us drastically. You know? Sure. Now, you, are you an avid reader? You said you're on podcasts. Do you, do you listen to certain things that kind of keep you motivated and focused? Constantly. Constantly. All the time. And, I, and I'll tell you, because of Second 50 Financial, um, I'm looking always at the financial confidence piece, but the opportunity expansion and vitality, this is the 21st century. And if we're not learning right now about medical breakthroughs and extending life, um, then we're going to be left way behind. So I do read and learn. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so much information to us. I would call it go, you can go to University of Google or YouTube or whatever. We're not short on information. And, and what I enjoy about this podcast world and people like yourself, you're so generous. So many people like yourself are so generous to get on a podcast and share the insights that you have. So there's no reason for people not to learn today from really people who are uh, you know, smarter than yourself. That's a good thing. Thank you. And I so agree because I do want to share resources. That's one of the things I plan to do is make sure, especially on the vitality and health side, um, because I know a lot through my groups and uh, I, I want to make sure that what people are thinking about and looking at are, are true. Very good. Well, Kathleen, uh, should our listeners want to get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to do that? Um, well, right now it's through my website or through LinkedIn. So I, I just would more than welcome messages, um, conversations, thoughts about Second 50. I'm trying to start a movement. So I'd love for people to join me and uh, think about how we can change the world using the wealth and wisdom of the Second 50. Okay. So what your website is, go ahead and say that for our listeners. Sure. It's www.secondsecond50financial.com. Perfect. And we will put those in the show notes as well as uh, her LinkedIn uh, connection as well. Well, Kathleen, on behalf of our listeners, I just want to say thanks again for taking out your time out of a busy day for your generosity and sharing your wisdom. And uh, is there anything else I could, uh, you want to share with our listeners before we go? No, I, I'm very happy and honored to be on your show, Rich. And I also love what you're doing. 
because I think it's going to be very, very important for people going forward. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you again. And I, uh, you're in California, but this is one Chicago into another. It's cold here. That's all I can tell you. I know that, Rich. <laughs> My world, too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag get it done entrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.